Who's on second? Who's on first? What base do you want to talk about? I'm going to get in a lot of trouble here. You play to win the game. We're in here talking about practice. At home, they call me Big Al, and I hit dingers. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Come after me! They're comedians, they're sports fans, and all-around degenerates. It's the Who's On First podcast with your hosts, Matt Marin and Anthony Passaretti. I'm a man! I'm 40! Hi, we're back again. Bonus episode to keep our bracket going. Uh, I'm Anthony Passaretti. With me as always. Matt Marin, what's up? Yeah, yeah. So I uh, hope everybody's still doing well. Hopefully you heard part one of this. If you haven't heard part one yet, I would check that out first. Because yes. we're doing a bracketed tournament of sportscasters, sports personalities, ESPN anchors, the people that you see that aren't necessarily athletes, former athletes, the people who talk about sports. I yes. Guess, kind of. Yeah. Some of so them, if you have yeah. not some of them heard. are a former athletes, some of them are anchors, some of them, uh, you know, it's uh, sportscasters is kind of a tough uh, word to define specifically. Mm-hmm. But more but, importantly than anything, if you haven't heard part one, Go check that out because we're going to do the next three regions. We did our, our preview, our honorable mentions, and region one last episode. We're going to do the next three now. Uh, our regions, uh, the next one we're going to do is loud, the yep. loud region. We did the cool region, or at least the first round of it. Should we uh, Yeah. Should we just do the first round? And then, yeah, we'll do the first round. We'll keep going back. Eventually, we'll get down to our final four. We're in the loud region now. Yeah, Final Four potentially its own <laughs> episode too. We'll so see we'll how see, long this goes. Uh, yeah, and we'll also, see yes, how this goes. Uh, follow uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Who's On First Pod One. We have the brackets posted there, so you can go and look at those pictures and uh, follow along with us. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, why not just dive right in? Our number one versus sixteen. The sixteen was a playing game, as everybody knows. John Boy took out Craig Carton last week. And now he's going up against Stephen A. Smith, which is just not a fair fight for anybody. Yeah, I, I don't mean, like Stephen A. Smith, and I think that. I think he's – I don't like watching him. He bothers me, but he, he's clearly the fucking king of yelling about sports. I think Stephen A. Smith is the biggest name in sports media now and uh, historically one of the biggest sports media names ever. As far as in our lifetime, sports opinion becoming such a large part of uh, – the media, like the most watched sports show, is probably First Take, and Stephen yep. A. is the I, face of that show. I remember uh, my freshman year roommate in college was obsessed with First Take. Like, if if it was on, he was in our fucking room watching our fucking shitty sixteen inch TV. Like he could not get enough, and uh, that was that's the most First Take I've ever watched. Absolutely, was uh, that year of college. But I've I've gone uh, back and forth on it because to me, it's essentially cable news for sports. Um, that's it, that's such a good way to put it. That is exactly what it is. But the difference is, uh, cable news is like actually talking about life or death and important things in life. This is just about sports, so it's fun. Yeah, that. Yeah, that's why it doesn't stress me. I, yeah, like when somebody says like Joe Flacco is the best active quarterback and everyone freaks out. It's not nobody died because someone said that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, People aren't walking around with like horrible like biased views of the world and uh, like money laundering or like crazy shit that actually happens in politics or whatever that affects people's lives no it's just uh Stephen a yelling about why uh who uh josh gordon shouldn't smoke weed or whatever he oh his 
I, we're going to get into a lot of reasons why I might not be pro him. His anti-weed <laughs> stance, very uncool on my, uh, well, my views. Well, I will say I've heard him – I watch enough first take to understand a lot of context uh, with that. I've heard him discuss it with Matt Barnes, who – Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson didn't make our bracket, but they're just breaking into sports catching, and they're both very good. They have their own TV I, show. Or YouTube I show. loved that Clippers team that Matt Barnes was on. Yes, um, but well, uh, but Matt Barnes and Stephen A. have talked about this weed thing. And Stephen A.'s thing, which makes more sense when you hear him explain it, is he doesn't think if you're a pro athlete and it's against the rules to smoke weed, he thinks it's dumb if you do it and get suspended. He has never said whether or not he thinks it should be legal or not. Ah, uh, see. Yeah. I don't think he does, though, because have you ever seen the clip of him hanging up on a collar he thinks is stoned? I don't think so. He's so pissed. Someone calls into the show and asks a question that's maybe not, like, grammatically correct, and he's like, my friend, are you, are you on the weed right now? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, then how dare you call into my show and take the <laughs> sanctity of my... It's like, yo, dude, calm down. He was so pissed that yeah. this guy called in stone. Yeah, and, uh, maybe. And, and athletes, I love, the, uh, I love the new world where you're allowed to say that you smoke. Literally an hour ago, uh, Dwayne Wade tweeted, like, Michael Jordan doc yesterday, 420 today. This is fucking rules. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, so uh, Steve, but so that's Steven, one of my, uh, yeah. So Stephen A advances, played him on SNL. Yeah, that's cool. Stephen A advances, but uh, John Boy, glad we got him in this bracket. Uh, the king of yeah. new media. Yeah, I something like uh, if we did this, you know, in five years, there's a chance that John Boy is like not a playing game. He's like a solid like two, three, four if his star keeps rising like maybe. that. So good, maybe good on him. Now we got uh, our next matchup. We got Michelle Beadle, and we got Colin Coward. Nine seed versus eight seed. Michelle Beadle is nine seed, Colin Coward an eight seed. The co-hosts of Sports Nation for a few years. They both did that show together. Um, Colin Coward, I feel, at the time was the more experienced of the two and has had his radio show on forever. Michelle Beadle's mm-hmm. gone on to do a lot of it. She was a sideline reporter for Nets games, I remember. Mm-hmm. Back in the Which day. is where I know her most because I I didn't watch their show when it was on very much like you know every day but I, I do was, remember her from the Nets games. I so was I'm a, a little big biased fan here. of her uh, in uh, um, in the uh, on Sports Nation. I love that show. I had a huge crush on her for sure. <laughs> um, and she uh, now she does a lot of the NBA panel stuff. She's one of my favorite personalities in sports, and she. Uh, May have, uh, as far as in opinion sports uh, and uh, sports, uh, like the entertainment side of sports talk, she's one of the first women to do it, which paved the way for people like uh, someone like a Katie Nolan, who's not on our bracket, but maybe in a few years. She's one of my favorites also. Christine Leahy was um, one of Colin Coward's, um, uh, not sure what the word, like uh, on a radio show, you're kind of a newscaster, the one who like does the news uh, I don't mm-hmm. want to say, like, his side chick, because that sounds weird, but that's the first word I thought. Um, well, M- Michelle B, I mean, just giving her a couple little extra shout-outs with a little more research, uh, she's been active since 1997. Yeah. Which means that she started her career at 22, which, you know, that's even more impressive to me. Like, you were saying she's one of the first women to do it at 22. Like, what, what the fuck does anyone know at 22? Fucking yeah. nothing. So she gets that. And uh, I didn't know she was born in Italy. 
Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Um, I mean, she was a reporter and a sideline reporter, and that had been done. That, that was, if anything, like women in sports, they were just sideline reporters. Michelle Beadle was one of the first people to be like her face on a TV show that's like an opinion or a fun show that people watch. Um, and Ooh. now, I mean, Ooh. a lot, I mean, there's a lot of other women who. I think she is a pioneer in that sense, and also just one of my favorite personalities to see in sports. Well, okay, now we have to. I have to expose her a little bit because in on her Wikipedia under personal life, I, like I, this was all fine. It's like avid dog lover. She's a huge fan of pro wrestling, which I'm sure you're into. And then it says avid fan of the Houston Astros. I'm out. Uh, <laughs> she's from. She's from Texas. She went to the University of Texas at San Antonio. Yeah, killing she her was Wikipedia a, right now. She was always a she was always a big Spurs fan. I don't. I didn't never hear her talk about baseball very much, to be honest. It it's hard. It, I didn't know this, and this this information is distressing to me. Um, well, also this, on the other hand, Colin Coward hates pro wrestling, so you know which way I'm going with this. <laughs> I, I, I'll push her through because until I learned that, I thought it was a no-brainer, but I'm pushing her through with a understand that I didn't enjoy that one. Yes. <laughs> push her through. Okay, and Colin, and Colin Coward, <laughs> his radio show is, has been on forever, and he is a uh, legit, he's, uh, you could put him in a category of, uh, like, a legendary sportscaster. He's someone who maybe won't be appreciated for everything he did until he's gone. Mm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, but uh, with the Nets connection, I'll, I'm and uh, how long she's been active in a lot of different ways. Right. Michelle okay. gets to be the next person to lose to Steven. Okay. Um, now we have a 512. Got Chris Berman. Chris Berman. One of the loudest people. If this was only on volume, he'd be a number one seed, maybe. Yes. Back, 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 <laughs> back, 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 back. And then we also got Jameel Hill. Jamel Hill, 12 seed. Chris Berman, 5 seed. Um, Jamel Hill is uh, one of the top names in sports. Sports casting. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But Chris Berman has had, like, segments that are all about him yelling. Yes. Like, on multiple shows. I don't think Jamel Hill is beating him. Um, But Jamel Hill was also... uh, she, I believe she was one of the, like, reporters and around the horn and stuff. I think I've seen interviews with her. She was never planning on being on TV. Then became the uh, host of a sports center show with Michael Smith, where it was specifically their sports center. Mm. Yeah, she, yeah, I'm not, nothing against her career. She's just, it's, she's another one of these people going up against a Titan. Like, Chris Berman is so good at, like, freaking out that they let him do the home run derby when he had nothing to do with baseball any other time of the year. Yeah. He was just fun to be like, back, 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 home run. <laughs> like, fuck yeah. I didn't like, even, so. I loved him and I didn't even get what he was saying half the time. Every time I'd watch a football game, he's like, Jake, uh, Del- it's like, Lights come out and you got a Del Ohm. Something weird or random, and I'm like, I don't even get it, but it, I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's a timeless classic of yelling about sports, and I, yeah. I think that, uh, oh, this next one is going to be interesting. All right, so yeah. Chris Berman wins this. Chris Berman right, so wins, our- and also I do want to, uh, Chris Berman also, um, he, uh, we didn't have Tom Jackson on this uh, bracket either, or Mike Ditka, Keyshawn Johnson, but that was one of my favorite crews to watch talk about sports, that whole NFL crew, um, yep. Ron Jaworski, 
Um, oh, here's a throwback I just thought of. Remember on SportsCenter, they would always have Sean Salisbury and John Clayton argue with each other? <laughs> no, I actually don't. I'm definitely, if I saw the two of them, I would know it, but not by name. Sean Salisbury was actually in The Benchwarmers. He had a little brief cameo in that movie. Okay, who was he? Because I he wouldn't was, remember um, that. He was the guy who just, like, randomly is there, and then he has, like, a gay lover in his apartment with him. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think... thought you were going to say he was one of the guys announcing the game at the end. No, not even. He was just, like, he's a former football player, and uh, the running joke was that he was never a good player, but he would just call John Clayton a nerd who doesn't know what he's talking about whenever he disagreed with him. Um, and they had a segment because they had great chemistry together, but... Yeah, all those football, uh, Tom Jackson and Chris Berman doing the jacked up segment, which they can never do now because it's basically, hey, here's a fun concussion. Yeah, yeah, that's tough. I look back on that too, even like when I was in high school, they used to do this thing called the hammer tape where they literally had like a, like one of those fucking hammers you would use to like hit at a carnival to make the fucking bell ring. Yeah. They'd have that and it was painted all green and black and whoever had the hardest hit in the game last week got to fucking run out with this hammer. Uh, but that would you put 16-year-olds in a thing it's like, "Oh, there's a prize if you fucking break someone's neck." It's like they yeah. got negative like pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's move on to our next matchup, which is going to be this one the, uh, just the fact that these two dudes are up in round one is is, is a is such a tough one. A titan is going down early. Yeah. Um, Joe Rogan versus Skip Bayless. Skip 13, Bayless. Four. Skip Bayless, the four seed. Joe Rogan, the thirteen seed. Um, yeah, similar to what we said before about uh, last episode about Mike Goldberg. Joe Rogan is the voice of the UFC. Um, he. Yeah, he's he is the UFC. Like it, when I heard that Rogan wasn't wanting to travel for the international ones anymore, like I instantly became like less interested. Like I love him as that guy. I also am very biased because pe- uh, bald comedians need to stick together. In a big <laughs> way. So like Joe Rogan, Todd Barry, they can't really do anything wrong to me. Yeah, <laughs> so- <laughs> I I love Joe Rogan, but. As far as historically, I do th- Skip Bayless is going to go down as one of the people who invented the uh, like form format of opinion sports on TV. Absolutely, but I think he's a little wiener, and I hate him. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm trying to uh, go a little bit outside of how I specifically feel about them or not. You know what? I, sh- I feel like I should just talk about Skip Bayless the way he talks about LeBron James. It's somebody who is an all-time great, undoubtedly, but I'm still going to just say I don't like him just to be contrarian. Fuck yeah. That's the see, Like, I feel like we could eliminate him in round one just to yeah. piss him off. Like, yeah. I would love to Skip hear Bayless is historically maybe the, one of the, if not the most relevant person in this entire bracket for the, uh, like, genre of sports opinion that he created that UFC will benefit from as well. Um, mm-hmm. But... Just because he's a little wiener, and he called Troy Fuck Aikman, him. and he called Troy Aikman gay in his book, Joe Rogan advances. Fuck yeah, that's hilarious, and that was I'm. Oh man, I'm very happy that went down that way. <laughs> oh man, 
But 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 on like a serious side, Joe Rogan really like did like so, he's done so much for UFC. He's probably tripled their viewership just on his own. Yeah, well, just now, especially now that he's got his own podcast that is one of the, if not the most popular podcast out there. A lot of people listen to him who don't know anything about the UFC and maybe hear about it through him because they were interested in Eric Weinstein and now they that was the gateway. Joe is so big in the UFC, he can make fucking UFC fighters comedians if he feels like it. Fucking <laughs> Brendan Schaub. What the fuck? Yeah. He's not a stand-up without Rogan. I'll be impressed when he makes a comedian a UFC fighter. Oh, my God. Put Tony in the fucking octagon, Tony Hinchcliffe. <laughs> <laughs> that would be legendary. We would literally oh. watch someone kill Tony. <laughs> Oh, that's a nice button for that one. Moving on to our uh, our next one, another all time uh, big names. It's really more just because I, I guess Michael K is somebody I've heard talk a lot, but this is a number three, number fourteen. Mike Francesa versus Michael K. Yes, Mike Francesa number uh, three seed. Michael K fourteen seed. Only because I feel like if you're, I was gonna say if you're not in New York, I don't know if you know either of them necessarily, but you probably know Mike Francesa because he's seen as a radio talk show legend. Yeah, like, his radio show, I think, has been syndicated at least around much more than Michael K's has. Like, if you don't have, if you've never watched the Yes Network and don't live in this area, you probably have no idea who Michael K is. Yeah, Mike Francesa is, um, also, there was an ESPN 30 for 30 on Mike and the Mad Dog. Yeah, they were huge. They were nationally broadcasted for or yes. syndicated however you say it in radio for a very long time um he is currently in a fight with a twitter account that posts clips of his show and he decided that he doesn't like this guy and the guy who runs the twitter account has decided fine you don't like me i'm i hate you and he's trying to get people to unfollow and unsubscribe and it's like working there's like a lawsuit happening now really and also <laughs> yeah, so, mike francesa was great in uncut gems yes he was he uh is gary in the in the meme i disagree gary yes He's gary <laughs> <laughs> yeah and uh honestly the oh, most appropriate have you heard michael francesa talk about that though he talks about it like he's the star of the movie yes i maybe have five lines <laughs> he's yeah me and sandler's new movie uncut gems <laughs> I think the most appropriate thing to do would be to fall asleep while recording talking about this and then deny it ever happened. <laughs> yes. Or have someone call in and just berate them for even trying to talk to us. Yes. Uh, <laughs> or the, t the funny thing is sometimes people will prank call Mike Francesa. They've done like either Baba Booey or just random things. <laughs> and he hangs up on them and then spends the next three minutes lecturing people on why you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Which is, have I ever told you about my, uh, my friend who, I don't remember if it was Mike and the Mad Dog or Boomer and Carton, but it was, it was, I think it was, it was Francesca because he hated it so much. But he used to do this thing where he would call in and he would wait for hours. He'd call and call on different people's phones because they would always block his number after. And he'd start talking about something real and then just start yelling Chili Davis 
from the Mets just over and over. So he'd be like, yeah, you know, I think like this week the U.S. Open tennis tournament, Chili Davis, Chili Davis, Chili Davis, and they'd hang up on him. And he did it at least five times, and they hated Man. him so much. I never pranked. I called in a few times. When I was in college. Me and my friend used to listen to Steve Summers, the schmooze. And uh, I called in a couple times, just asked random questions. It was just, like, cool that Matt from Stony Brook was on the radio. Um, but on the other side of this, Michael K hosts the radio show, has called Yankee games, hosts, like, the show Center Stage, which is, like, a sit-down mm-hmm. interview show. Um, yeah, he's inter- – and th- very rarely is the person he's interviewing an athlete. He has, like, range as being just a per- – like, a television personality. Yeah, he has uh, – I mean, he's had a lot of athletes on – I didn't realize how much he knew about other athletes outside of baseball. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on his radio show, he talks about other sports too. But he's sitting down with, like, Earl Monroe. Um, he's sitting down with, like, Jim Calhoun talking about Big East basketball from the 80s. And, and then he's sitting down with Alec Baldwin. Uh-huh. Or, uh – this season of Center Stage, my favorite one by far was Larry David because he asked him about the season premiere of Curb, where one of the plot lines in the season premiere is Larry figures out he can wear a MAGA hat to make people leave him alone. Yes. Because he wants, like, a better seat in a restaurant. And Michael K's like, do you think that would, like, alienate some of your viewers? And Larry just gives him this face. He's like, I could give a fuck. <laughs> what kind of stupid question is that shit? Yeah. <laughs> he has to, like, backpedal. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. I, this is would maybe be a major upset. I would go with Michael K here because Mike Francis is more famous for his medium. Michael K's done everything. I, I Personally, I enjoy listening to Michael K's radio show more than Mike Francesa's. We talked about Michael K's radio show last episode we yeah. did. Yes. Um, so that's fresh in everybody's memory. I'm mean, going to have to retread that story. But I think Michael K is impressive, too, because he's the Yankees guy. I mean, like, the Yankees could get whoever they wanted, and they keep wanting him. Yeah. Which, you know, they have a good relationship, and I, I think that says a lot about how good he is at what he does specifically because they've had such a rotating cast around him. Like, he's, it's been Michael K and Paul O'Neill and Al Leiter, or Michael K and Ken Singleton and somebody. Like, he's always the middle piece of that puzzle. So yeah. I think that says a lot about him. All right, so we got Michael K advancing. Mike Francesa out in round one. I dis- He probably disagrees. I'm, su- I'm sure he disagrees. I mean, if this was a um, greatest uh, actors uh, in sports, he would oh, be. Yeah. In, he would make it to the Absolutely. final. Absolutely. Him, him. Well, Shaq. I mean. Oh, uh, that's. I mean, that would be our. That would be our finals. And then you got Michael Jordan. I don't even know. Mike Francesa might be in trouble no matter what way we slice. Maybe. This. Yeah. <laughs> Either way. All right. So we got another. Uh, another fun one. Number eleven, Dan LeBatard. And six, Chris Mad Dog Russo. Tough one, because Levitard's show on ESPN Highly Questionable is a lot of... We should have put Poppy on here, to be honest. Yeah, that might have... That might have, you know... Um, yeah. I mean, like, we, we, we've said it enough times, so, you know, <laughs> there's so many people that are could have been on here. Yeah, Levitard's got a great radio show, too. And Chris Mad Dog Russo, I don't know if a lot of people know, since he's been on Mike and the Mad Dog, left, or left Mike and the Mad Dog, he does a show on MLB Network, High Heat, that's a great show. Yeah, uh, he also has Bad Dog Unleashed on Sirius XM, it looks like. Yeah, Still yep. Yeah, do, he's doing um, a little research. He's, uh, Levitard's done uh, everything in kind of a... Uh, in the ESPN bubble, um, 
and Mad Dog's been outside of that. So it's tough to compare those two. Um, I don't know. This is a tough one for me. I can go either way on this one. Mad Dog is part of Mike and the Mad Dog, which revolutionized sports talk radio. So a little bit of me is feeling like Lebitard's kind of walking in Russo's footsteps. A, a couple things that might also I, make me agree. Mike and the Mad Dog once reuni- reunited on stage at Radio City Music Hall. Yep. What other sports talk show is going to get to play Radio City Music Hall? That's yeah. such a crazy... You wouldn't even make that a goal. It'd be a stupid goal to have as a sports yeah. talk show. <laughs> and because Mad Dog's done a TV show now also, so is Levitard. Um, but as far as um, overall more success and more memorable, I mean, I can go either way on this. I think I'm going Mad Dog through, so. Me too. Pushing yep. him through. Yep. Now we got Dick Vitale and Jim Rome, 7 and 10. Jim Rome's burning. Jim <laughs> Rome is 10. burning. This is uh, this is the epitome of why this is in the loud region. Dick Vitale and Jim Rome. <laughs> yes. I mean, the... the Poor Jim Rome. I mean, he's known for yelling, and he ends up a 10 seed in the fucking loud region. What a dick. Yeah, and he also <laughs> has the uh, most amazing cadence of anyone on our entire bracket, I feel. Yeah, he's definitely one of the more polarizing people. Like, you're definitely going to find people that really like him and people who really don't like him. There's not Just a lot the of way middle he, ground. The way he talks is so fun. This bracket is phenomenal, unbelievable, incredible. <laughs> Yeah, that's, a, that's almost uh, Trump-esque. That's like, <laughs> so much random-ass pausing. Um, oh, my God. Dick Vitale, uh, college basketball legend. <laughs> yeah, he is. But uh, just putting it, Jim Rome's homepage, he has one of the d- fucking worst pictures of himself <laughs> on this fucking homepage. It's be- Go to JimRome.com if you're at home, and you'll laugh yeah. just as hard as I just did. Dick Vitale <laughs> has been yelling about college basketball forever and is uh, maybe one of the voices of college basketball. Um, yeah. Oh, he's been around forever. He's a, he's a legend. I don't I, I th- he's my early vote to go in ahead of Rome. He's also a, uh, a Jersey guy. He went to Seton Hall. He's from Passaic, New Jersey. Yes. Um, Rome, I do think, doesn't uh, get talked. Since he had the show, Jim Rome is Burning, he still has his radio show he's always had. Um, I guess, uh, I think he'll be looked back on as, like, a legendary voice in sports. Um, but so will you Dick Vitale. And Dick Vitale, already little- is, Dick Vitale already is there. We could do a little uh, little trivia thing right here, right now. Dick Vitale coached in the NBA for one season. What team was it? Oh, um, was it the Nets? No. Mm. He coached the Detroit Pistons from 78 to 79. Wow. He finished did... with a 34 and 60 record as an NBA coach. I did not know that. He also coached um, college for a small time, had a much better record. He finished 79 and 29 as a college coach. For uh, Rutgers and Detroit University. Wow. Okay. Uh, I didn't know that. Um, but I, I, I will say I agree with you. I I do like Jim Rome. I love it. I appreciate what uh, his voice in sports. But Dick Vitale, all-time legend. Yeah, very hard to vote against him. So uh, we'll push him through. And now we got a uh, another, you know, it's a 15-2. We got Keith Olbermann versus Don Cherry. Yes, Keith Olbermann, a 15 seed. Don Cherry, number two seed. Keith Olbermann would probably be a higher seed if he stayed in sports his whole career. He was a sports center anchor, and then he spent most of his career probably more people know him in politics than in sports. Yeah, 
that's absolutely that. And then, but then this is also, I mean, Don Cherry coming in the two seed after getting fired like a few weeks ago. How long ago was that? That was a few weeks ago, but uh, I don't think people in America understand how big of a national treasure Don Cherry is in Canada. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going through his thing right now. We talked a little bit about him a couple weeks ago because of how he got fired. Yeah. What exactly did he say it was about? He was, like, saying that, like, Native Canadians suck or something like that. No, it was, um, this was a while back. This, uh, this, this is, like, uh, six months ago now. He, um, there was a thing, um, for, I forgot what, to, like, Veterans Day, something like Veterans Day in Canada. It's their version of it. Mm, um, Remembrance Day. Yeah, it shows up right here. Remembrance Day poppies. Yes, Remembrance Day. He doesn't think that the immigrants Day. wear them. It's the opposite. It wasn't Native Canadians. It's Canadian immigrants. Yes. So the poppies <laughs> are the little like uh, pendants you wear to like show respect for Canadian veterans. And he was upset that some people who are immigrants to Canada weren't wearing them and saying like, if you don't love this country, you people can get out. You come here. You enjoy our. It was something weird. It said like you enjoy our milk and honey. Uh, you come to this country, you drink our milk and our honey, and you don't show respect, uh, because he said, you people, that was the, um, more offensive part. I mean, if you've been watching Don Cherry, if four years ago he had retired on his own, he would have just left and, like, coasted away. And, and, uh, 86 years old. Yeah. He, if four years ago he retired, he could have, uh... Just, no one ever would have thought anything of it. But he, um, he said a lot of offensive stuff over the years. Some of that was, like, his charm. That's, uh, wow. He started his playing career in 1954. Yeah, and he coached and the Boston your- Bruins in the, uh, 70s to his, uh, uh, for a few years. They were a very good team. But to your, your point earlier, in 2004... Cherry was voted by viewers of CBC, the National Canadian Channel, as the seventh best Canadian ever. Yes. Uh, I remember that because I think like eight, nine, or ten, one of them is Alexander Graham Bell, the guy who invented the telephone. They voted Don Cherry more important than the man who invented the telephone. Okay, these are the three people on the list that he beat in the top ten. Number ten was Wayne fucking Gretzky. Yep, Wayne Gretzky's on there. Alexander Graham Bell was number nine. Sir John A. Macdonald, their first prime minister, was number eight. And then the Don first Cherry. prime minister. That's like if we had a sportscaster who we said was more uh, heroic American than George Washington. There's a weird thing about people from Scotland immigrating to Canada, though, because Graham Bell and Macdonald were born in Scotland. Yeah. Um,. Huh. But also, who do you think the number one Canadian of all time was? Um, I forgot his name, but it's the guy who like invented their healthcare system. I remember hearing yeah. it at the time. Thomas Thomas Douglas. Thomas Douglas. Yeah. Huh. Well, that was that's interesting. <laughs> Sorry, Keith Olbermann, that I barely have said anything about you. But well, I, I do. Uh, Don Cherry's <laughs> going to advance, but Keith Olbermann had a short-lived show on ESPN. Um, like within the last 10, 15 years. Um. He would go through, like, sports history on things. He would talk about, like, for uh, 20 minutes, he would talk about the Honus Wagner baseball card from 1908. It's the most nerdy stuff. I love all of that, though. So I wish Mm -hmm. he spent more of his career doing sports shows as opposed to political shows. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm sure he fucking agrees. He's like, one of these things is going to be way more fun to talk about in the coming years. I guess. But that's our... uh, that's our loud region. Yes. Um, 
And yeah, shout out to Keith Olbermann with Dan Patrick, one of the best Sports Center anchor teams of all time. Um, next up, we're going to go to over to our nerd region. These are the biggest nerd sportscasters that we have. Up first, number one seed, Bob Costas. Number 16 seed, the only former athlete in the nerd region, because for the most part, they'd be jocks. But tell me there's not a nerdier former athlete than Chris Collinsworth. Yeah, he he speaks very properly, which is definitely something that a lot of the like he has broadcaster voice like yeah i I wouldn't have pigged him as like you were definitely an athlete he's very clean cut put together yeah more so than a lot of the other former players that turn into it because usually they're the fun ones yeah he was a a wide receiver for the bengals yes uh he was uh boomer esiason's uh one of boomer esiason's receivers and uh he um yeah, he. Uh, I think he gets more shit than he deserves because uh, he's he's fine. I mean, he doesn't make me enjoy the game less. There's not a lot of calls I remember specifically from him that like, man, Chris Collinsworth did a great job on that call. Yeah, he's a solid like number two on a lot of broadcasts. He's like yeah. not there to he's not there to be the personality guy. Yes. So. Um, and they're not going to send him out to the big shit like Bob Costas. Yeah, Bob Costas, a titan in sport. I think you brought it, when we were putting together this bracket, you brought it up to me. You said, look at the people who they get to do the Olympics, and those are the guys. Yeah, because those are the big ones. I mean, uh, very few, uh, even as I'm like doing these, like as we're doing them, every time a name comes up, I'm just typing it in to uh, just to see if anything I forgot about comes up. And Bob Costas is the first person who has a section on his Wikipedia for notable calls. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Bob Costas advanced up next. Eight seed versus nine seed. Eight seed, Scott Van Pelt. Nine seed, John Anderson. Both nerdy Sports Center anchors. John Anderson also. An announcer for Wipeout. Which is... See, what you're doing to me right now is killing me because Wipeout was hilarious. But at the same time, Scott Van Pelt is a bald guy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's tough. So in these eight nines... Yeah. And Scott, I don't know and, what to do. And, and at this point, John Anderson is maybe, uh, maybe outside of Stuart Scott, maybe one of the most, if not the most memorable sports center anchor of my lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. And and Wipeout legitimately is one of the funnier things that ABC's like put on TV in the last like 20 years. Yeah. I love that show. Uh, uh my love uh, of Jackass was definitely like it's like this is diet Jackass for sure. Yes. Like and Scott, has and Scott Van and... Pelt has his own Sports Center show now. It's Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. Yeah, he's one of the only people they hadn't like they did so many layoffs. They did like a couple rounds of layoffs at Sports Center in the last couple years, and he's made it through every one of them. Yeah, it's almost like when we were last episode we compared some of the opinion sports and sports talk to like cable news. It's weird where it became a certain point where news shows were like the news with and all of a sudden they're a personality in addition to being a reporter. Um, but in sports there's not as much consequence to that because who cares if someone's like being biased or has an opinion? on something in sports, and Scott Van Pelt mm-hmm. is one of the pioneers of that. I mean, Jamel Hill and Michael Smith were one of the first duos to get their own sports center, and Scott Van Pelt's like the guy where it's sports center with Scott Van Pelt. I think because of that, I push him ahead of John Anderson, but love me some John Anderson. Love me some Wipeout. Here's why I'm going Scott Van Pelt, because uh, Scott Van Pelt, 
I forgot that he, for a short time, was like doing video games. He was the announcer on Tiger Woods PGA 10 and 11, and he was the announcer in an Aqua Teen Hunger Force like parody video game, which is rad as hell. That show is hilarious. Scott Van Pelt gets my vote. Up next, five seed versus twelve seed. We've got Bill Simmons at our five seed, and our twelve seed won a play-in game. Norman Chad of the World Series of Poker. I'm going to be extraordinarily biased here. I hate Bill Simmons and everything he stands for, and I love poker. Uh, I mean, I think uh, the fact that Bill Simmons is a Boston fan and I still like him shows how good he is. I don't think he. I think gets he's a little bitch. The, the two happiest moments of my. Uh, football career we're reading his fucking reactions to eli beating his precious tom brady both times <laughs> he almost killed himself the second time he was such a crybaby little baby like bitch oh i enjoy that also but his book of basketball is one of the greatest things anyone's ever made about basketball his podcast is great his show like his hbo show everything i've ever seen him do i enjoy i think this is gonna be the first one we split on well, no, I mean, I, I get it. Like, he gets to move on, but I just would like it known that I think he's a fucking bitch and it's going to come up every time. And I also love that I got these two dudes into a 12 seed. Shout out to the poker crew because they fucking rule. That's fair. Bill Simmons is one of my favorite guys in sports who I don't think uh, – because I think if you're not on ESPN, sometimes maybe people don't know you as well. He is up there right now as one of the biggest names in sports, I feel, in sports oh. talk. Absolutely. I yeah. won't deny that. I just also hate him. <laughs> Up next in our uh, in our nerd region, 13 seed versus 4 seed. 13 seed, Ernie Johnson of NBA uh, fame and uh, 4 seed, Joe Buck. Do I hate nerds? Is this something I'm learning about myself today? <laughs> <laughs> well, Ernie Johnson is great for managing Charles Barkley, Kenny Smith, and Shaq. He's been on that show forever. Um, yes. He's really good at what he does, too. He wears stupid bow ties, and everyone loves him. Yes. It's like, and, um, jo- and Joe Joe Buck, he, I think, gets more shit than anyone for someone who does not deserve it nearly as much as he gets it. Uh, I don't know how – I mean, like in the Yankees, Joe Buck has been the voice of every bad thing that's ever happened to the Yankees in the last <laughs> 20 years. That's fair, He's, but he, I think he gets – and I even heard him uh, talk about this in an interview – he said everyone says – he gets tweets from people saying you're a fan of the other team and you hate my team from this different people who root for the opposite team saying the same thing. Um, and I think yeah. he brought up a good point. He's calling like playoff games and Sunday night games. He's not – everyone, when you listen to your games, you hear your hometown announcer who's excited mm-hmm. for your team. So the first time you hear someone who's not excited for your team, it seems like they hate your team. That's a nice defense of him. I took that as, see how unlikable he is? Nobody <laughs> on either side wants to buy. One of my favorite Joe Buck clips ever. Have you seen that clip of him trying to interview people before the All-Star game one year in baseball? And Jeter just kind of is like, Buck, get the fuck out of here. Like, nobody fucking yeah. wants to talk to you. I, that is <laughs> That's great. brutal. Brutality. Yeah. Ernie Johnson is an all-time great because of what he's done with that NBA show. But Joe Buck has called so many big games. Uh, he's the go-to guy. It, it, he's like, if you were to ask me, 
there's a big game on TV. Who do you want to have? Joe Buck's on a short list of people. I'm like, yeah, put him in there. He knows what he's doing. Hmm. People I, on his uh, Wikipedia, it says controversies, but it's always like uh, none of them are really controversies. Like one of the controversies is he called Randy Moss disgusting for simulating mooning the Green Bay Packer crowd. I don't it's know like, how that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, those aren't that's much of a that's... controversy. Yeah, it's like yeah, but he he has a whole controversies page on his Wikipedia. Yeah, and he also um the famous home run call on the um David Freeze walk off in the World Series in two thousand ten or eleven against the Rangers. Uh, the we'll see you tomorrow night call. His dad, Jack Buck, made that same call on a Kirby Puckett home run 20 years earlier. That was a great moment. Um, and he does a good job with the football games, too. He does multiple sports. That's a big deal also. He's married to a sportscaster. I did not know that. Michelle Beisner? Hmm. I don't know. Former if I... Bronco cheerleader, current NFL Network employee. He's, mar- he's been there seven years. Joe Buck married to a former cheerleader. Just for that, he's got to move on. Well, he had a different wife from 93 to 2011. This happened in 2014. So he divorced his wife to marry a former cheerleader? Let's put him in the final four right now. (laughs) (laughs) We're learning all kinds of stuff today. All right. Up next, number three seed, Mike Greenberg, Greeny, uh, versus number 14 seed, Rich Eisen. Yeah, I think this is another one that's, you know... It's t- Rich Eisen isn't somebody that everyone's going to know right away. You would have had to, like, really watch his show, I think. Um, he Was also he hosted, the N- he hosted the NFL 100. He's been an anchor on SportsCenter, and he has his own radio show now. He's a big name in sports. Uh, I don't think enough. Pe- I don't think he's a, uh, as prominent as Mike Greenberg. No, I mean, just the fact that as soon as you talked about him, you said his nickname, like... Yeah. I think that says a lot in terms of, like, how well-known he is. Yes, he also is um, on uh, one one half of Mike and Mike in the Morning, which was a great show for a very long time. And now he hosts Get Up on ESPN, which is another great show. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what's funny enough? Uh, Skip, or uh, friggin' Joe Buck's wife was the original host of that show. Oh, what's her name? Michelle Beadle. Michelle Beadle is Joe Buck's wife. Oh wait, no, no, wait, no. Now I'm, now I'm, no. It's okay. Funny. I'm, I'm, I've said <laughs> way too many names, and now I'm, now I'm confusing people. So no, it's my fault. I'm, yeah, it's a uh, all this hemp beer is fucking my head up. <laughs> what is what? Who was the first Never host? Mind. The first host. Uh, of... Michelle Beadle was the first host of Get Up, and then she got replaced. Oh, of Get Up. Yes. Okay. Um, Mich- she was the first host of, uh, and then. Jalen Rose and Laura Rutledge are there now. Yeah, but uh, I remember her being on Get Up, and uh, Mike Greenberg is uh, there all the time. No, yeah, no, that's a – chalk that one up to 420. That was my yeah. Laura, <laughs> yeah, Laura Rutledge is there and does a good job. Um, I know there's like – they're the first take girls who – I don't know if they count as sportscasters, but now it's Molly Karam Rose who's Jalen Rose's wife. Uh, Carrie Champion was there for a while. Dana Jacobson back in the cold pizza days when it was just first and ten. Mm-hmm. And and Jay Crawford back then. Jay Crawford was my favorite first take girl, if you ask me. I, I just had this flashback to being a little kid. Do you remember the best damn sports show period? Oh, yeah. We should have had Tom Arnold on the bracket. 
<laughs> yeah. I remember like stumbling upon that and thinking like it was like scandalous that the word damn was in the title of a TV show. Yeah. I was like a little enough kid where I was like, what the, is this on like the fucking porn channels? It says damn. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, I love that show. Tom Arnold. Um, who else was on there? Um, Rodney Pete, I think his name was, was on there a bunch. Um, Artie Lang would appear on there. Chris Rose was the host of that. Chris Rose, we had in our honorable mentions. He does a show on MLB network now, NFL network he's done. He's, he could have easily been on here. Yeah, and I guess also shout out Sam Morell for being a comedian with a show on MSG. Yeah, Sam Morell. I hope he gets more stuff. I like that show. I used to watch it. Yeah, his uh, uh, watch his uh, special on YouTube. It's fun. It's uh, for great. Anyone listening to this, shout out um, to him. But back to our nerd bracket, uh, re- nerd region in our bracket. Eleven seed Brian Kenny versus six seed Max Kellerman. He, uh, yeah, Kellerman has been much more active recently yes well he no he was active he was the original host of around the horn and him and brian kenny both do boxing max kellerman is great on boxing so is brian kenny what puts uh it's a an upset here for me because we'll put brian kenny over the top is his work on mlb network he is uh, an amazing host he does the um uh the mlb shows where they go really into like saber metrics hall of fame vote like he knows so much and is super into it. And you can, like, sometimes you watch someone, you can tell how much they love what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's somebody that I'm not as familiar with. Uh, but, sure, yeah, I, I'm, I like those reasons. Max Kellerman, the reason that I wouldn't put, I like, push him ahead is just because most of the time I've heard him talk, it's orchestrating other people's opinions rather than hearing his, like, own. And I'm not a big enough boxing fan to know his that side of it so i'm i'm down for pushing analytics i like i like analytics yeah and also there was one episode of first take where max kellerman talked about the notre dame fighting irish mascot being an offensive stereotype of irish people and he was offended by that so i say we advance brian kenny just because uh fuck max kellerman because he's irish yeah i'm half irish and i i'm i'm into it cool that, that's um, the dumbest i just just as an aside as somebody whose name is anthony passaretti but his genealogy is split 50 50 irish italian go on either side you it's fine i don't care about yeah i don't care about super mario just like i don't care about fucking saint patrick's day i don't have an all like a thing i don't like when people try it's like come on we're doing fine you know we're, yeah it's punching up when it, you fucking punch at leprechauns ironically <laughs> Yes. So up next in our nerd region, 7 seed, Doc Emmerich, 10 seed, Mike Tirico. Doc Emmerich, if you have ever watched a hockey game on NBC, uh, Winter Classic, Stanley Cup, it is always Doc Emmerich's voice for as long as I can remember. Uh, Mike Tirico, Monday Night Football announcer, and uh, I believe he was an anchor on SportsCenter. He's been around for a while. Yeah, he both has. It was funny when you were saying, like, if you've ever watched a hockey game on NBC, I was like, hmm, I don't know if I... And you're like, Winter Classic. I'm like, okay, I've been there. Stanley Cup, all right, fine. But then uh, now I'm just remembering every Stanley Cup game I've ever watched, I hear my friend Albert screaming more than I do the announcers. So it's so hard for me to to know the hockey guys. So what's some cool shit about him? I don't know him. Um, Doc Emmerich, uh, there's, he was never even a hockey player. He just loves the game. There was a whole, like, little mini, if you look him up on YouTube, there was, like, a mini, like, 10 or 15 minute, 
um, not documentary, but like thing where they sit down and interview him and talk about his whole life. He's just this small, nerdy, older man who's nice to everyone and loves hockey. Huh. And uh, oh, he's another. Yeah, he's. You, uh, you do love hockey a lot because this guy is most known for being the voice of the Devils during one of their Stanley Cups, apparently. Yeah, he was a um, an answer for the Devils too, which uh, he replaced I Gary Thorne as the voice of the Gary Devils. Gary Thorne. Gary Thorne um, was. Uh, yeah, Gary Thorne did a lot of Devils games, and uh, Doc Emmerich's. I think he does. Yeah, I didn't uh, specifically know him as the Devils guy as much as I just know him as every time. You, I turn on a hockey game that's a big game that's actually being on network. He's always the guy there welcoming you. Five Olympics. Yep, he would call hockey in the Olympics. Um, I mean, I'm a little biased. I put him over Mike Tirico. Mike Tirico's great, but I go Doc Emmerich on this. Yeah, he doesn't. He probably doesn't have... I mean, how many games of water polo has Mike Tirico ever called? Because this guy got to do it in the 2004 and 2012 Olympics. <laughs> Doc Emmerich, for his water polo expertise, <laughs> advances to the round of 32. Realistically, though, like and, I don't know about you, water polo is one of those sports that I love watching it only in the Olympics. I will watch it once every four years and be very into the tournament. I haven't ever really gotten super into it, but I've seen it and been like, wow, this is a cool thing. If it was on, I might, I could see myself getting into. It's so hard. We used to play it at summer camp. The the amount of athleticism you have to have to be able to like tread water like that and swim and actually play the game. Like those are some of the most well-conditioned athletes there are. It's, it, I have yeah. a lot of respect for water polo players because they, there has to be zero money in it. Yes. Up next, 15 seed Mina Kimes. Two seed, Dan Patrick. Uh, Mina Kimes is one of my favorite people in sports. She hosts the ESPN Daily podcast uh, every day now. She's uh, been one of the uh, reporters who's on Around the Horn, and she's been like on Dead Levitard show a bunch. I love me some Mina Kimes. I love her personality. Oh, uh, you, oh, you love she her personality her. in quotes. I just looked at her picture. <laughs> she's, she's, she's hot. She's attractive. <laughs> no, I, she, on her, po- she had her podcast. She would have, uh, her dog, um, uh, on the podcast too. I think she's a lot of fun. She's, uh, she's she uh, is done a couple also, cool Normally, strings. normally when you say you like some, a girl's personality, it's because they're ugly. <laughs> I like her personality and I think she's attractive. <laughs> She's also smart as hell. She graduated summa cum laude from Yale. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. She's one of my favorite people in sportscasting now, but she's going against a beast in Dan Patrick. I don't think she's advancing past him, but yeah. Dan Patrick, sports center anchor, host of his own radio show, host of Sports Jeopardy. He's been in Adam Sandler movies as uh, a cop who pulls him over in the longest yard, and also he's been in movies as the sports announcer guy. He's um, been in a lot of movies. I like them. He's been in so he's been in listen, listen to his uh I he's been in Basketball, The Waterboy, The Clerks animated TV show, Clone High, The Longest Yard, Benchwarmers, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, The House Bunny, Grown Ups, Blue Mountain State, Just Go With It, Jack and Jill, That's My Boy, Grown Ups 2, Blended. He, oh, they're all Adam Sandler movies. He's been in 15 Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> I think if you say sportscaster, Dan Patrick's maybe the name you think. He's of. also been in two music videos. One Brad Paisley what? and one Hootie and the Blowfish. There you go. I'd say for the Hootie and the Blowfish cameo alone, he advances. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's awesome. How many music videos has Mina Kimes been in? You know, honestly, all she'd have to do is ask, probably. 
<laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it true. Might, it might be a just she hasn't wanted to yet. But uh, maybe, good, but good for her. So I, I just learned who she was ten seconds ago, and I'm a, I'm into it. <laughs> yes, uh, Mita Kimes, great personality, but doesn't advance. <laughs> uh, it's, it's you know, it's tough to be her. And up next, Anthony. Now going to go through our old white guy region. This is turning into quite the marathon. <laughs> we planned it yeah. out this way. Um, yeah, the uh, we got Al Michaels coming in at number one. And 16, we got Rizzuto. Phil Rizzuto beat John Smoltz in the play-in game. Love me some Phil Rizzuto, but Al Michaels... Al Michaels is the all-time. Like, Al Michaels is... Yeah. It's really hard to... You got to say, do you believe in miracles? Like, that's one of the biggest resume pieces of all time in this category. Like, come on. And then an institution calling football games with John Madden also. Al Michaels advances there. Yeah, he's been active since 1964. Yes. Yeah, that that's not a hard one. Uh, number nine, you got Dave Niehaus and a Gary Cohen. Dave Niehaus, the voice of the Seattle Mariners, and because of that, the voice of Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. Oh, okay. So that's that's definitely a big. That's where I would know him from. Yeah. Oh, he's dead. I think yeah, if if he was just the voice of the Seattle Mariners and nobody like and not the and not the the video game never came out, I don't know if he's on this bracket. I mean, he he's hasn't been active in ten years due to death. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that's that's also trouble in these these matchups because he's one of our only uh, dead. Per, is Gary Cohen's not, is he? No, Gary Cohen is still alive. <laughs> yeah, so that's a huge uh, factor for me right now. Me and Gary Cohen also share a birthday, apparently. Good for us. Oh, okay. <laughs> you never know what you learn on Wikipedia. Uh, yeah. I, I'm leaning but Gary Cohen here because I've heard his voice a lot just because Mets games are always on the radio here. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, get, yeah, I think, um, Gary Cohen doesn't get, he get like, from people who are Mets fans, I'll say he is maybe the best, uh, play-by-play guy in baseball now. Um, Dave Niehaus is a soft spot for me because of the video game, and because, uh, throughout King of the Junior's career, like, those great Mariners teams, he is the voice behind that. Um, but for still doing it, and for... Being a great uh, play-by-play man when Ralph Kiner was in the booth with him. Ralph Kiner, one of my favorite announcers of all time, who I know every detail about his life and know that he <laughs> is not no longer with us. Yeah, he's hanging out with freaking Dave Niehaus. <laughs> yes. Um, I agree. I will go Gary Cohen to advance. Gary Cohen to advance. All right. And now we got number five, Bob Lay, and 12, Barry Melrose. Bob Lee, Lee from Outside the oh. Lines on ESPN. Is that... Oh. I need glasses it's now, spelled L- It's spelled L-E-Y, <laughs> but it's pronounced Lee. I need glasses now also, damn it. Oh, and Barry Melrose. All right, so this... I, I'm... Because I've said his name wrong, I think I'd sound like an uh, asshole you there? if I didn't admit. I'm not familiar as much <laughs> with Bob, but now that I see his picture, I know exactly who he is. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Bob Lee, uh, dude, outside the lines forever. He was one of the first people to turn, like, um, I'm trying to think. Jeremy Schapp does it now, but basically, like, super in-depth, like, investigative journalism into a TV show. Huh. 
I didn't know this at all. He got his start in professional soccer in the late 70s. You know New York had a soccer team then called the New York Cosmos, and that was his, like, first, like, broad casting job i've heard of the new york i've heard of the new york cosmos i didn't know that's where he got his start he was like one of the first anchors on the earliest sports centers yeah it said he was working with the new york cosmos before landing a position at espn three days after the next works launch in 1979 yeah he um he's a pioneer as far as anchors go and investigative journalism in sports he's probably going to advance but i gotta say barry melrose if you do not know anything about hockey, you probably only know what you do know because of Barry Melrose. 100%. When he pops up on SportsCenter. What, what always got me uh, about him was the other SportsCenter anchors would suck his balls for like 20 seconds before throwing to him every time. They're like, oh, he's just our favorite. He's the greatest guy in the whole thing. We're so happy to get to throw to Barry Melrose. It's like, why do you guys love this dude so much? Like, is he all paying you to say this shit? And. And that's how I remember him, is just being beloved it's and because then never showing he's up. He's great. He's got long white hair and smokes cigars and talks hockey. Yeah, I guess so. He's he's also another one of the guys that's been in a couple movies. Like he got to uh, appear in Slapshot Two. Yeah. Um I think Bob Lee advances, but that's tough for me to eliminate Barry Mo I've we put enough hockey guy we I've shouted out enough hockey guys already, I feel. Mm. Yeah. Huh. He played a lot in the AHL. Yeah, he was a minor league player and he coached for a bit. He came out of retirement and coached like the Lightning for a year in like 2010. Huh. I'm just like going through his career stats right now. He's one of those guys that like he kept getting called up and down in the Red Wing system. He was either a Detroit Red Wing or an Adirondack Red Wing for the back half of his career. Yeah. Huh. Yep. I don't know. The Adirondack Red Wings. What a name. That's a mouthful. Yeah. They don't exist anymore. All right, up, huh. up next, we got 13 seed versus 4 seed. Yes, we do. 13, Tony Kornheiser versus 4, Bob Uecker. Tony Kornheiser, we mentioned already how much we love PTI. Bob Uecker, maybe everybody's most favorite person in sports. He's unbelievable. Yes, he is been around forever he's another one of those guys where it, he he's gonna get it on his legacy for sure he got and he was in uh in major league yes he was yes he was made he was he's been doing the brewers radio since 1971 yeah unbelievable hearing him tell old baseball stories uh bob Uecker's a legend yes um johnny carson called him mr baseball on his show. Yep. That's a pretty big yep. one. It's tough for Tony Kornheiser, tough for Tony Kornheiser to beat that. Uh, oh my God. Did you know this, that in 1987, he, uh, did a Hulk Hogan versus Andre the giant for WWF. Of course I did. I figured you would have, <laughs> but you didn't, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you brought it up yet. He also returned to do WrestleMania four. According yep, to this. He's been at WrestleMania a few times. He's, uh, been everywhere. He's and uh, if you ever listen to Norm Macdonald and Artie Lang talk about him on Howard Stern, he is a dirty old man, and it's hilarious. Oh my god, I cannot! I'm I know exactly what I'm doing when we stop recording because I've never heard that, <laughs> but I want to. Oh man, that yes. sounds awesome. So he's probably gonna go through. Tony, shout out to yeah. being on one of the most solidly produced sports shows, maybe ever. But yeah, yes. All right, so now we got Marv Albert coming in at number three in this one. Up against John Sterling at 14. Yeah. 
who this is again this this has got to just be we're from new york and yankee fans because like sterling gets shit on pretty actively by a lot of different sports fans so yeah he um I think as a kid, it was exciting to hear someone who was so into it, and then every once in a while he'd say, uh, an A-bomb from A-Rod, and say, that's a cool home run call, El Capitan, Derek Jeter, Georgie Juiced one, but then it became ridiculous. Yeah, having to get one for everybody was not good. I remember the one where I was like, alright, I'm out, was, uh, when he would do the full fucking Willy Wonka song for Curtis Granderson, He's like, the Grammy man can. <laughs> it's just like, fuck you. It's just like, no more of this, please. Yeah. Some of them are uh, really cringy. For Mark, for Mark Teixeira, he sends a text message. You're on the Mark, Teixeira. Yeah. That, I mean, at least that one, they're, they're all varying degrees of ridiculous. He's also the king of being like, that ball's high. It is far. It is caught 18 steps before the warning track it's like what the fuck are you we're on the radio man you gotta tell us what's going on and he doesn't yeah. doesn't do it did susan yeah. susan didn't make the list right can susan be tacked on susan John? wald susan waldman did not make the list um did not make my honorable mentions either i'm not a big susan waldman person i found a uh i found a list of some of the best uh john sterling calls like some of the ones for the active roster he has right now uh and duhar he hit it far and he's getting miggy with it <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ mike is ford tough oh <laughs> uh, uh, some of these are cringy here comes the judge uh, they're all they're they're all cringy, but on the other side of this, we have marv albert who was the voice of the knicks who's done the stanley cup finals he's done it all Marv Albert, I think, is advancing here pretty clearly. Carter hits it harder. <laughs> Jesus. How many Chris John Carter Car- runs did he even have to fucking call? <laughs> the John Carlos Stanton one is maybe the worst, where he just sings the Italian song, John Carlo, or whatever. Yeah, that one's tough. I mean, some of it, uh, remember the Giambino? Yeah, that one's not bad. The early ones aren't bad. He's just, at a certain point, it went overboard. Yeah, it's the guys that you, like, don't... Like, the fact that there's one for G-Man Choi is hilarious. G-Man is a He-Man. Oh, boy. Oh, Choi. Oh, God. (laughs) All right, yeah, enough of that. He's out. (laughs) So, Marv Marv Albert moves on. Uh, Next up, Ken, 11 seed versus 6 seed. Ken Harrelson versus Jim Nance. Ken Hawk Harrelson versus Jim Nance. So Jim Nance is kind of, a, I feel like, a good representative of the people who you almost don't know who they are. They do a great job of running the broadcast, and he's there all the time and amazing at what he does. And on the other side, they have Ken Hawk Harrelson, who is all personality. Yeah, and he's been the White Sox guy for 33 years. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yep, and he uh, he was this year's recipient of um, the Ford Frick Award, which is given to somebody who's made major contributions to baseball and broadcasting. So. Yeah, and also, he was one of the first guys to very blatantly let you know who he's rooting for. Oh, is that, I I didn't know that. He he was early in the I like the White Sox. Yeah, I mean literally when the um He never played the for the White over, Sox. 
He what? He never played for the White Sox, so that's interesting. Right, but he, uh, like, in between innings, he'll be like, and Burley retires the side, the bad guys are out, and the good guys are coming up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I like that. I'm totally a fan of that. If you're if you're on the team station, what the fuck is the point of being biased at that or unbiased? Yes. Like, who, who, why are you gonna? I hate that when like Paul O'Neill or somebody says something nice about the fucking socks. It's like, shut up. You're on Yes <laughs> Network. You've, Mookie sucks. We all yeah. know he sucks because this is the Yes Network. We don't have to be real here. <laughs> this is an ESPN. Yeah. I'm, I'm about that. So I say I say we advance Hawk, which is an upset in our rankings, just because. It's about personality, and as much as I appreciate and understand how hard it is to do something like Jim Nance does, if I'm going to remember my favorite sportscasters, I'm remembering guys like Hawk more. Yeah, Jim Jim Nance. uh, Yeah, it's like he said. He's like he's just been kind of solidly uninteresting for a long time. He's been there for a lot of cool stuff. He's gotten to do a couple of the college basketball finals. I mean, after he says, hello, friends, at the beginning of each game, I he's kind of indistinguishable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, um, a lot of his famous quotes are all from college basketball, as I'm looking through it. And he does yeah. a lot of golf. He's done a lot of uh, Mickelson and Tiger Woods's. Yeah. I put it, the points. reason I put him on there, and there's some guys uh, who are that type of announcer that I didn't put on here, is because I feel like he is the best of those. Just the straight man calling it telling you what's happening he's done it for multiple sports he's great but i still go with hawk yeah all right and uh we got two more here to to do and then uh we're gonna split it up again probably <laughs> yeah we're gonna go we're gonna make this a three-parter for quarantine the the march madness sportscaster bracket you'd be able to listen to all three episodes i'm excited i'll listen to them yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's uh, Gary Thorne versus Tim McCarver coming in at the seven ten. I I know who I'm rooting for here. I'm actually very curious to hear your feelings. Um, I gotta go. Uh, Tim McCarver is maybe the most famous color commentator in baseball broadcasting, uh, at least most of my lifetime. Uh, but Gary Thorne, one has done it for multiple baseball teams and multiple sports. He's done hockey games as well. Um, He's and a, a uh, national treasure. and also just because, uh, just because of how much how furious he got when Glaber Torres would hit home runs against the Orioles. The all best. Year. I was if you didn't say it, I was gonna. If you have not seen the YouTube compilation of all of Glaber Torres's home runs against the Orioles, poor Gary Thorne every time gets slightly more frustrated until he finally he hits a home run and you hear him back away from the mic and just go. Oh, <laughs> and it's one of the hardest I've laughed at a sports thing ever. It's very much yeah. worth looking up. Oh, Gary. So, He's got a great voice, so too. We, like, in terms of just being yeah. a pleasant person to listen to, um, he did WWE yep. at one point. I didn't know that. I also didn't know that he's the voice of PBA. Oh, I did not know that. Uh, ESPN replaced Rob Stone... Uh, yeah, he, he filled in for somebody at some point to do the 2011 to 2012 pro bowling circuit. Yeah. Which is cool. So, uh, I like, I like Tim McCarver, but you know, pro bowling isn't going to announce itself. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, when you're a team player like that, you're hopping around from the Orioles to the Devils to bowling. You got to get advanced. Gary, going yeah, to the next and, round. And now we got another big one. 15, John Gruden 
big personality to Vin Scully. <laughs> John Gruden is somebody, every time he comes up, my grandfather is convinced that he lost a, a golf tournament because John Gruden cheats at golf. In, in <laughs> 2002, I think it was. Uh, yeah, there was some kind of celebrity, best ball. He is convinced that John Gruden cheated and got an impossible score at this golf tournament. So every time I That's think great. of him, he can't, if he shows up on the TV, he's like, fucking cheater. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Vin Scully, I mean. Now, you know, it's Vin yeah, Scully. Yeah, Vin Scully. He's uh, retired, I believe, uh, a few years ago, um, but it was in 2016. He's still been around. He is a legend in the sport. Um, we kind of caught the tail end of his announcing. He's. We played a clip of him at one point earlier um, where he um, he was the one who was like just ranting about socialism randomly during a baseball game. Yes, I think it was uh, Patrick Schroeder, or was it uh, Dan Lamore? Patrick Hack. No, Patrick Haggerty. Oh, it was Haggerty who told us to look up the Vince Scott. We've had so many great guests. I can't keep track. <laughs> um, yeah. The uh, but yeah, Vince Scully. I've heard a couple people assert that like if he had still been there, the Dodgers would have had a better shot in like 2017. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, the, he's meant so much to the Dodgers. Um, yeah, I think uh, I don't think there's any way Gruden passes him, but Gruden's also very entertaining. On he's also back in coaching now, so he's not announcing currently. What I used to like with him was remember they used to do that segment where he would sit down with the the up and coming college quarterbacks and like break down their film with them. Gruden's QB camp. Yeah, he was really great at that. And there was a lot of like, just, it'd see, like every time he talked, he had something insightful to say. It clearly wasn't like bullshit. He was just spewing for the camera. Like he actually had something to tell all these kids. And like if they wanted to listen, they could. But I was always impressed by that. Yeah, if you look up Vin Scully, you'll also just find there's videos of him talking for an entire half inning about the history of beards. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, just even right here, years active, 1949 to 2016, like that's a career. Yeah. That's a fucking career. Yeah. yeah. He's 92 years old, still kicking. Looks like a fun yeah. guy. It's hard to, it's hard to so, run against him. He, yeah, he so, got into it because he lived near the polo grounds. That's so rad. Yep. He, uh, so we got Vince Scully advancing. We're into the round of 32. Um, at this point, we won't need to necessarily talk about every single sportscaster because we've already advanced to the next round. Yep. So we're going to make this a three-parter. We'll start with the round of 32, and we will crown a sportscaster, number one sportscaster, according to the Who's On First podcast, by the end of next episode. We'll probably release them as bonus episodes throughout uh, the week. Uh, while everyone's in quarantine, you got extra time. You know, go on this journey with us. Yeah, take, you know, pop the headphones in, take a walk around your, your destroyed neighborhood. Just just walk through the end of the world listening to us. It'll be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next time. Yeah, see you later.